0: Hello, everyone, and happy 2022. Welcome to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to follow me on all of my social media platforms, at The Gratitude Chick for both Instagram and Facebook, gratitude underscore chick on Twitter, and on TikTok, Babes Who Manifest. and welcome back. Um, Today, in today's episode, we are talking about belief. And I have uh, titled this episode, The Law of the Mind is the Law of Belief. So while the topic is definitely on belief, um, I want to talk about belief in a deeper sense than what I guess we normally think of what belief is. Um, And I don't really know if many of us realize that every thought that we think is based on a belief. It is not necessarily just there, you know. Um, I don't know if you guys realize that or if we realize that and actually understand what that means so um that is kind of what I want to talk to you about today is not only what belief means but how or why your thoughts are literally just kind of belief in action that's really what it is So, um, I am also going to come to you from the perspective of, um, me being a Christian because I am a Christian. Um, and I, I would venture to say that if in Christianity, there are lots of, you know, scriptures on belief, I'm certain in whatever, um, religion or, um, you know, fundamental beliefs that you have beliefs right there, um, that you, uh, kind of know that belief is a pillar in whatever it is that you believe as well I am just you know versed on what I believe so that's you know kind of where I'm going to come from today so I hope that it does not offend anyone um, just simply because I am talking about belief and I'm going to go based on my own beliefs (laughs) so um, one of the things that I have you know kind of clung to growing up is and not not necessarily just growing up even when I was in college when I was trying to even understand and I didn't know what manifestation was but I knew that in the scriptures that if I just believed and I didn't know um really (laughs) that much and I used to read two scriptures this one that I'm going to read to you today and then another one where I can't remember the scenario But the guy tells Jesus, I believe, help thou my unbelief. And I always used to say that, um, not really realizing that unbelief is doubt. It is doubting what you believe or doubting that what you should believe is true. So it's kind of um, unbelief, I think, is more of, It's it's deeper than doubt because it is literally the opposite of belief. And doubt is belief mixed with fear, I think. So belief, unbelief to me is literally the opposite of belief. So um, the scripture that I'm going to read today, and again, this is not like a devotional or anything, but this is kind of coming from... Um, where I was, you know, in my twenties when I was, when I, you know, went through so much and I didn't understand, but I was trying to believe, but I was, you know, just kind of stunted in unbelief, you know? So, um, it comes from Mark 11 and immediately at the end of verse 22, it says, have faith in God and faith and belief go hand in hand. No matter what your religion or belief, you have to have faith in whatever it is that you believe, you know, whether you believe the universe, the ancestors, whatever it is that you believe, you have to have that faith around that subject matter. So in this instance, I am a Christian and it says, have faith in God for assuredly, I say to you, whoever says to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says therefore i say to you whatever things you ask when you pray believe that you receive them and you will have them and i used to read that and it, and it evoked so much in me because the whole premise of this This entire scripture is belief the entire scripture is based on what it is that you believe and um one of the things that used to get me so much about this scripture is um it says and does not doubt in his heart and i used to say to myself How can I not doubt in my heart? Because I do believe that doubt is nothing but belief in, uh, um, excuse me, a belief that you have, but a fear as well as like it's intermingled. You believe, but you also are fearing something that is causing you to question. So that's kind of what I believe doubt is. So I used to be perplexed because I had so many doubts, I had so many fears. And I think my 20s set me up for anxiety because I was I was such a doubtful person. And I had gone through so much as a child that I did not fully comprehend um, that there was an entity out here that was here for me. So that is where doubt settled in. And then I didn't ever believe that even though I read the scripture that tells us that God has given us the power to get wealth and death and life are in the power of the tongue and we have the ability to call those things that be not as though they were. All of that is manifesting. And I have read those scriptures many times in my life, but I never put one and one and two and two and one, two and three together, you know, to make it more than what it is. (coughs) <coughs> so for this scripture, it to me has always been so powerful and so evocative, but I never could get to a place where I believed enough to say that whatever it is that I'm asking, I will receive. And every time I have received something that I've asked for, it's always been a surprise because I've never fully had that um that kind of oprah belief. And I call it an oprah belief because every time I hear her talk and, and um you know, see her accomplish something even with her entire track to owning her own network, you know, that you know, she said it and it was done, no matter what she went through to get it. Even when it, you know, it was going to get canceled or she had, you know, had issues with getting you you know viewers because of programming and the cable she still plugged ahead you know and I feel like she is a good testament to a person who speaks and it's done so I feel that she has a different set of belief and with all that she went through as a child it always amazes me that she has gotten there she got there faster than I, I got there. And because I'm still trying to get there. And actually, I'm going to give you guys a little aha moment that I had this weekend. And what was it this weekend? It may have been Friday. It, it, I think it may have been Thursday or Friday that I had this aha moment. And I was actually recording when I had the aha moment. And I realized that... The reason why the things that I have, that I am manifesting or, uh, I don't want to even say the things that I'm manifesting, the things that I've asked for, my desires have not come into my reality. What I realized is that I am manifesting the manifesting. If you understand what I'm saying, I am attracting to me, to myself, the manifesting of those items. Or so that it doesn't sound convoluted, I am attracting to myself the lack of them in my life. When we're manifesting, we are um, I don't want to say it that way. I will say this I was I, I attracted to myself the lack of these items in my reality. And the more that I noticed that they weren't here, the more I kept manifesting, or I kept. And, and when I say manifesting, I mean doing whatever activities to manifest. And the more I noticed that it wasn't here, the more I kept. And in all of that, all of my doing, and all of my doing, the one thing I never did was live in the wish fulfilled. But I kept. Noticing that I did not have what it is that I desired, and I had that aha moment because I'm like, dude, you have a couple episodes about this very thing. How did you get here? How did you let this happen? (coughs) But I had that aha moment, and now I have rearranged things so that I am now doing more meditating in the end living in the end and you know around that so that I don't just sit around and continue to manifest the manifestation if you understand what I'm saying I think in the beginning is when we do uh things like I don't know I think scripting of course if you script from the end yes but if you're If you're not, if you're journaling and you're recognizing that whatever it is that you want is not in your reality, then you're doing yourself a disservice. And I think what I have been doing for the past couple of weeks is I've been doing myself a disservice because I'm literally just continuing to do the actions of manifesting instead of living in the end already asked is basically what i'm saying i am very inarticulate i am not articulating this well (laughs) i'm sorry about that here's what i'm trying to say i don't know why why it's so difficult for me to say this today it's it's crazy so um what i am trying to say is that i have been asking and asking and asking not realizing that i'm still in the same phase of asking I have not let it go. You you see what I mean? Um when we ask, we have to believe to receive, right? So I never moved to the to the next step. I stayed in the asking phase. And then I was angry because in this phase, I was not seeing anything. And it's because I didn't let it go, and I never I never moved to the place where I am visualizing and speaking as if i already have what it is that i desire so that has been going on literally since before christmas and i didn't realize it and i got fed up and i was angry and then i started i started to spiral and i literally had to pick myself up and give myself a wedgie to turn it around Because I'm like, girl, look at all these episodes that you have. What what happened? I still don't know what happened to get me there and how I missed myself. How I missed going down the road that I preach against. It's crazy. I missed it completely and I didn't even catch on to the fact that I am on the wrong road. I am thankful for that aha moment because I was able to refocus and now I am living in the end of whatever it is that I am desiring. But what is crazy is that I I feel like I need to, it's so, it's so much because I kept writing down, I want to, you know, I kept writing down so much, so now I need to go back and say, let, let me just concentrate on this one thing. Because when I meditated today, I was everywhere. Living in this end, this end, this end. Hold on, wait a minute. Let me concentrate on living in one end first. <laughs> Before I, you know, kind of do an Oprah and live everywhere. Um, you know what I mean? In the end everywhere. So um one of the three things, and this is gonna be Um, you'll probably see this on my social media. These are three things that I have learned over this past couple weeks. And that is, number one, the belief of your mind is the thought of your mind. Do you guys understand that? The belief of your mind is the thought of your mind. So whatever you are thinking, that is what you believe whatever you are believing in your mind that is your thought it is they are one in the same so if you believe that money is it, it you know doesn't grow on trees guess what that is the, your dominant thought and your dominant thought is sending messages to your subconscious mind saying give continue to give her instances continue to give him instances of where money doesn't grow on trees so he'll continue to experience that you know if you continue to say to yourself um it's hard to lose weight guess what's going to happen that's your that's your dominant thought so that is your belief and your conscious mind is going to send messages to your subconscious mind saying keep keep letting her um experience the fact that it's hard to lose weight so that guess what is going to always be in her life until she changes that, that's going to be hard for her to lose weight. So, that is one of the things that I I realize is that the, the, the belief of your mind is the thought of your mind. Number two, as a result of the thoughts you believe, your thoughts become tangible things in your life. As a result Of the thoughts you believe, your thoughts become tangible things in your life. So as a result of you believing that money doesn't grow on trees, the tangible things in your life is the struggle. You will continue to struggle for money. As a result of believing and thinking that it is hard to lose weight, as a result, you'll probably gain weight you understand number three never finish a negative thought do not let negativity take root in your subconscious mind so what do you do when a negative thought comes what you guys have to realize is that you are in control of the flow of your mind you have the power to cut it you have the power to say no You have that power. Just like when I tell you when you're meditating and your body is all full of angst. If you tell your body to relax, your body will relax. You have the power over your mind. You do. So if you send a command to your mind to relax your body, your body will relax. Similarly, if you say to that negative thought as it's forming, no. And then combat it with a good thought. Guess what's going to happen in your life? You have now successfully turned away the negative, implanted positive, and that message is going to your subconscious mind. So when a negative thought creeps up, you have the power. Find an affirmation to, to, to stamp that out right then and right there so that it does not take root. You never want negativity to take root. And in this day and age that we're in with all these different variants and, and, and viruses that's going on, it is easy to watch the news and listen to people and all of their problems and let it take root in you. It is easy to listen to someone capitulate and then take their thoughts as your own. That is very easy to do. So you have to be ready with your own ammunition against negativity. And your own ammunition is affirming statements, affirmations. They don't have to be, um, you know, just affirmations you see online. They can be scriptures. They can be, you know, messages that you find from what wherever you believe. The universe, your ancestors, the Quran, whatever you believe. The Bible Find something that resonates with you that is positive, that is, is good in mind and body and soul. And be prepared that once that negative thought hits, boom, hit it with something else. It doesn't have to even correlate. You could say to you, a negative thought could be, um, let's see, I think she's ugly. It has nothing to do, do with you as far as you know the, the description but because it's a negative thought against someone else whatever you whatever you are sending out there about someone else is going to come back to you so when you say you know if you have the negative thought while you're looking at something and say I think she's ugly stamp that down stop I think mm-mm, negativity I am whole perfect strong powerful loving harmonious and happy and you just replace it right then Have your ammunition ready. And the reason why I I picked that, I think she's ugly, is because a lot of times when you're scrolling social media, you don't even realize the negativity that you're thinking when you come and look at someone else that you think is this or that. You don't even realize that. And that is one thing. That I want everyone to work on who's hearing me. When you're scrolling social media, stop with the negative thoughts. You know, stop with the negative comments. Because while you are, you know, saying and thinking negative things and you're not even thinking about yourself at that moment, you are actually sowing seeds against yourself. So remember that when you're scrolling social media, stop judging people and stop thinking negative thoughts and saying negative things in people's comments. It is a gross miscarriage of justice to yourself. So anyway, I hope that this um this episode has found you well and you understand what I was trying to convey with this episode the law of the mind is the law of belief i hope that you guys were able to understand what i what what i was trying to convey because i believe that a lot of times we're not focused on the fact that our thoughts are our beliefs some some of us don't even know we have control of the flow of our thoughts and we have the, the power at any moment to change what it is that we're thinking So if you don't even know that, then you definitely could not know that your thoughts are your beliefs and what you believe becomes your reality. For many years, um, I believe that, you know, I I don't want to get into any of that. I'll just say uh, as far as weight is concerned, I always believe negative things about myself. Um I have a great facade. No one would ever would ever think that I would think negativity about myself because my facade is great. You know, I I, I project confidence, but inside I thought the most horrible things about myself. And there's a scripture in Psalms that says that we are fearfully and wonderfully made marvelous are thy works and I used to think not me not me I have said horrible deplorable things about myself and it is a travesty to not only me but my maker because my maker went through all you know he went through so much to make me and to make me who I am and the only thing that I ever really agreed with is that I am highly intelligent. <laughs> That's it. I have had something negative to say about myself from the top of my head to the, cr- to the, to the bottom of my feet my entire life. So there is not, not a wonder to me how I became overweight. It is a direct reflection and a direct Um, result of my thinking as I said as a result of the thoughts you believe your thoughts become tangible things in your life my weight is the tangible thing in my life because of the thoughts that I thought all of my life and I thought these thoughts and I'm going to be very real and if someone in my family is listening it is what it is. But my thoughts became this way as a child when my uncle called me Big Mama. You cannot say things like that to a child going through puberty. It's not my fault that my breasts were huge as a child. That, I didn't make myself this way. So as a kid, I didn't have parents. So all I had was my mother's siblings and my grandmother to raise me. And I wasn't raised with affirmations of goodness. I wasn't raised that way. I wasn't raised being told I was beautiful no matter what or um, any good thing about my physical appearance. I was never raised that way. I was raised... um, Reinforced Really That I was overweight as a kid And really When I was about 11 I grew really big breasts I was like a C cup As 11 and I stopped Really moving Because you know I was sexualized As an 11 year old and I didn't really know What that meant And um, I didn't want my boobs To move you know so when you're sexualized as a child and all you're you're a child, you don't even know what these things mean, you know. It is hard. And I didn't get any kinda of, any kind of affirmations from family, you know, at all. So the way that I had to pick myself up is all that I knew how to do. And most of the things that I did was see my face in the mirror and tell myself that I was pretty. In my face, I never looked at the rest of myself because the damage had already been done when my uncle called me Big Mama. That damage was already done. I had already taken on his belief that that was who I was. So, and and it literally was an overnight thing, kind of, that I expanded. You know, because he, it wasn't just a one-time thing. That is how he greeted me every time he saw me. And I lived in the house with this man. So every time he saw me, every time he greeted me, that is what he said to me. And that is how you can take on someone else's thoughts. And they become tangible things in your life. Because his thought, his words became my thoughts. And I believed what he said because when I looked in the mirror, I saw big. I was I was bigger than my cousins that were my age. But I never saw myself as kind of overweight or anything like that until he said that to me from the very first time. And I just kind of took like ownership of his words and they became my thoughts and my beliefs. So this is the, I'm I'm sorry. (laughs) I didn't mean to go that deep. I try not to, but it's, it's, it's hard not to, when you can correlate things to your own life and, you know, kind of give examples. So my purpose in this is, is to say, watch what it is, not only that you're telling yourself but that you're telling your children, even if they're not your children, children that you have access to. Because these children at 45 will be able to look back and and realize the moment when their life changed in this area. I was able to pinpoint why I believe, started believing such horrible things about myself And it was because of my uncle. So watch the things that you're saying because children are like sponges. And because they trust you, they believe you. So watch what you say. I tell my niece all the time, she is beautiful. She is smart. I always affirm these things to her because this stuff was not done to me so I make sure that she is ready for life so that no man can come in and further hurt her you know what I mean so anyway I don't want to take y'all down with me child, because now I got to go find me a tissue anyway I hope that you guys have understood what I was trying to convey in all of my inarticulateness of this episode (laughs) Um, But I really felt that because of my aha moment that I really needed to make this episode in the event that someone was also struggling in believing as well. Thank you guys so much for taking out the time to listen to me uh, talk about subjects that I love. I appreciate you guys. Don't forget to add gratitude as a daily practice in your life. I promise you your life will change once you add the daily practice of gratitude. You guys have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Babes Who Manifest podcast. I am your host, Luanza, a.k.a. The Gratitude Chick. Don't forget to subscribe to me on YouTube at The Gratitude Chick. Make sure to click in my description box for the link to paid surveys, manifesting merchandise, and much more.